0: guys what's up happy sunday for me right now it's actually only thursday but i'm pre-recording this episode because i will be on vacation on sunday but i didn't want to leave you guys high and dry so this episode is an episode i swore i would never do but then um my girls over at we die first podcast requested it and i was like uh duh i'll do anything for you girls what's up ladies also check out we die first podcast it's these two women who talk about horror movies and they're hilarious also pester them to record more because i love listening to them and i want just to hear more (laughs) um so this will be an expose episode of my number one celebrity enemy taylor swift Y'all already know I hate Taylor Swift. I've talked about it a few times. And I've told you guys that I would never talk about her on this podcast. And technically, that's still true as i like, about to release a two-episode podcast about solely her. Like, I'll never report, like, on her, like, love life or anything, if that makes sense. Like, I'll never report, like, gossip on her. Because I just, like, don't want to talk about her. But what I will do, bitch, what I will do is record this fucking two-parter expose episode about her because she's such a lying manipulative person it like blows my mind like she's terrifying like she's high key so scary about like how manipulative she is and like that people just eat it up and just think that she's like the best person and like the sweetest person on earth like it's scary y'all she's fucked up and we're about to go the fucking on her shittiness um So I took a poll on Twitter, or not, sorry, I did a poll on Instagram asking if you guys want it to be a long episode or a two-parter episode, Um, because this is, I mean, we're going way back to 2008, that's where we're starting, and it was 50-50, so fuck you guys, but just logistically on, like, how it records and everything it would just it would just be a shitty episode if it was like a super long episode. So I'm going to break it into a two-parter. The first episode, which is this one, what's up, is going to be everything pre um Kim exposing Taylor on Snapchat. Then part 2 is going to be post well it will be that situation and then everything following. Um so that's what's up and now let's just get the fuck in so we're gonna start we're not gonna start in her early life we're not gonna be like taylor swift was born no we don't care we don't got time for that shit bitch this country ass bitch we don't care so we're just gonna start where she starts showing her shady side so the year's 2008 join me won't you everything's good barack obama's president miss you barack i love you everything's great taylor swift's already popular She was a country singer at that time. This is when she had no eyebrows, heavy eyeliner, and curly ass ramen noodle hair. And everyone liked her. And guess what, bitch? I liked her too. You can ask my friend Melissa. We've been like, I've been a fan of Taylor Swift since like before she got popular. And let me tell you why. Because in 2007, 2006 maybe um my family had a cabin in wyoming and me and melissa went over the summer and like in wyoming they only play fucking country music and so they are playing like her ep like her beginning music on the radio in wyoming and we were like so obsessed with it that when we came back to phoenix we went and like bought her album like the same night that we came back because we loved her so i was like one of the her first fans like i remember Me and Melissa would talk about her and, like, literally no one knew who we were talking about. So, I was an OG fan, okay? And it's okay if you were, too, back then. We didn't know. We didn't know better, you guys. We were young and naive. We wanted to believe this country bitch. We didn't know how she was going to do us so wrong. So, she was, like, super famous already in 2008. And she had just broken up with Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. And he was ultra famous back then. Like, mega crazy famous back then. Um so they had just broken up and so she goes on to Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres' show, and Ellen obviously asks her about the breakup. And instead of just like deflecting and being like, oh yeah, blah blah or like giving like, you know, vague answers, this bitch just goes in. She gets everyone's teacups up and ready and she starts pouring it out. And she's like told Ellen she was like, you know, I'm just like not gonna um remember a guy who broke up with me when I was 18 over a 25 second phone call and so then everyone in the audience and everyone watching at home which is millions of people are like shit oh damn and she's like mm-hmm. and then everyone's like team taylor because they're like fuck joe jonas for breaking up with this country sweetheart in 25 seconds over the phone and like keep in mind because this is going to come up later Like, Joe Jonas, like, never agreed to be part of that narrative. Like, yeah, they dated for, like, a second when they were, like, teenagers, and it, like, ended over the phone in a quick phone call because, like I said, they were teenagers. Like, do you guys remember dating as teenagers? Like, that's just how you broke up with people, like, over a quick phone call. And, like, we don't know what happened on the phone call. Maybe she hung up on him because she was, like, pissed, and that's why it was, like, only 25 seconds like whatever like it wasn't that deep but then she just spilled all her tea on ellen to like get her fans to like hate joe jonas and then like which she shouldn't have just talked about it in the beginning but like she did and like obviously you talk about like your failed relationships like and you trash your ex-boyfriend but like to your friends who are like aren't a tv like not on a tv show in front of like millions of people because then like hordes of people are going to start hating joe jonas like thank god instagram wasn't out then could you imagine the comments they'd leave on his picture but yeah like that's dangerous to do when you're both mega celebrities so you'd think that she would have just dropped it right she got it out of her system you'd think she would just dropped it bitch you're wrong she did not she sure didn't Because then later, like, a few months later, she goes on Saturday Night Live, and she's, like, hosting, and in her fucking opening monologue, she says, You might think I'd mention Joe, the guy who broke up with me on the phone, but I'm not going to talk about him in my monologue. Hey, Joe, I'm doing really well. Tonight I'm hosting SNL. And then people are like, You go, bitch! You go with your fucking country ass, acoustic guitar, Tim McGraw love, like... Once again, she's showing herself as, like, the victim of this, like, I'm pretty sure, like, pretty tame relationship considering they were teenagers. And Joe Jonas is, like, this evil villain who, like, doesn't have a voice in all of this. Like, she's telling millions of people that he's a shitty person and getting millions of people who are her fans to turn against him. And he, like, never agreed to this. Like, Okay, you guys have a relationship and it ended, but like he didn't agree to all this. He didn't agree to be talked about on national television, twice, and be painted as a victim. Once again, like I said, keep that in mind for later. So then, um, everyone's like already feeling bad for her, and then the two thousand nine MTV Music Awards events happens. As everyone knows, she won. Uh, the MTV Music Award for Best Music Video, and as she, like, gone on stage to, like, thank everyone, Kanye West, like, rushed the stage, took the mic from her, and said, like, Beyonce should have won for Single Ladies. And so then, everyone in the world hated Kanye West, because this poor little white girl got her feelings hurt on national television. Even my boy Barack Obama that we just talked about s- spoke out on it and said that Kanye West was a jackass. And... Here's the thing, y'all. Do I agree with what Kanye West did? No. Do I think it was, like, super shitty of him to do that to her? Hell yeah. I don't think that was right. But now that I'm, like, older and, like, more aware of, like, what he was trying to say... I'm like less judgmental about it because he was just trying to say like he thinks that the award shows are rigged and like racist because Beyonce who by the way this was like before Beyonce was like reigning reigning queen of everything I mean she was like in the beginning stages of it but she wasn't quite there yet so we didn't fully know but yeah that was a year that single ladies came out and like that was like the most iconic video at the time like I mean, it was recreated literally everywhere. People still recreate it to this day. And Taylor wins for a music video where she's, like, on a white horse in a wedding dress. Like, it didn't make sense. And what Kanye West was saying was, like, Beyonce should have won. But the reason she didn't was because she's black. And these award shows are, like, rigged and racist. And, like, black artists aren't getting the attention and acknowledgement that they should be getting. And now that I'm, like, older, I, one, 100% agree with him, and two, get what, like, why he did that, and, like, where he was coming from, like, he, what other, like, better time to draw attention to the fact, you know, like, sometimes you have to do radical things to get the attention to help important causes, and that's what he was doing, But, like I said, like, I think it was fucked up because she was, like, a young girl. Just, like, she worked hard to get that award. But, like, now that I'm older, I, like, definitely am, like, way less critical of what he did. Because it's, like, well, you know, he wanted to bring light to the fact. And that's how he thought he could do it. And, I mean, he did, for the most part. Like, bring, I mean, once it all died down, people were, like, oh, shit, he's right. But at the time, everyone was, like, who was, everyone who was, like, already painting Taylor as this, like, poor hurt little lamb for her breakup with Joe Jonas now even more was painting her as this poor hurt little lamb because Kanye West took her limelight and I mean they like really overplayed it. Like do I think it was shitty? Yeah, but like she wasn't like a victim of like a violent attack. Like she got her mic taken away from her, but like people in the media ate that shit up. She was painted as if like the worst crime upon humanity was committed on her. This poor blonde bitch. And, like, the world ate it up. And Taylor ate it up. She was like, I kind of enjoy being the victim before with, like, Joe Jonas. But this is a whole another taste of victimhood. And, like, now I'm addicted. Because, like, I swear that's, like, what caused, like, created this monster. Um, So then in 2010 her next album speak now came out and by the way after Jonas Joe Jonas broke up with her he started dating um Camilla Bell it was like immediately after so then she like wrote this song on her speak out now album called better than revenge and it's about Camilla Bell and she says like talks about how Camilla Bell's like a boyfriend stealing whore and that she's like better known for what she does on the mattress um excuse me, bitch, why would you ever think that was okay? First of all, no one can steal your boyfriend. Let me just make that point clear. Literally no one can steal your boyfriend. This is something I didn't learn until I was older, but like no one can steal your boyfriend. No one can steal your girlfriend. Like if they're cheating on you or they're leaving you for someone else, that's them. And like he didn't cheat on her He just broke up with her and then started dating Camilla Bell. And it's like, how is that Camilla Bell's fault? Like she doesn't know you, but she can't date this guy because you've dated him. So now she's the bad person in the situation. And like, Why would you ever, ever, ever sing a song to millions of people saying that this girl who just happened to date your ex-boyfriend is known for what she does on the mattress? Like, what a fucked up, shitty thing to say. So then everyone hated Camilla Bell, even though she was like, I'm sorry, I'm just dating this dude. I don't have anything to do with his past, but, like, he's my boyfriend now, but, like, I have nothing to do with this situation, but now you're telling millions of people that I'm a whore? What a fucked up, insane thing to do. So, uh Then also in the song, which, once again, let me just tell you this, Camilla never agreed to that. Camilla never agreed to be part of that narrative. Um, and then she also wrote a so she had like a fling with John Mayer for a little bit. And then they broke up. And then she wrote a song on the album called, literally, Dear John. Dear John. She fucking put his name in the song. And all it talks about is how he's like a dark, twisted person who likes playing, like, cruel games with people. And once again, he never agreed to be part of that narrative. And he even came out and said it was, like, really humiliating for him because he was just like uh yeah it was like a fling and it didn't work out but like now millions of people hate me because everyone wants to like stick up for this like quote-unquote like hurt lamb of a person and then she also on the same album she has a song called mean which is all about why it's unnecessary to be mean which is hella ironic um but everyone's still like eats that shit up people fucking love Taylor Swift people like to defend her people like to support her people like to like make villains out of her ex-boyfriends or anyone that she says is a villain to her people go after them in hordes and and I mean it could like ruin someone's career so we just like weren't aware yet then this is where she starts being a crazy flip-flopping liar um So, she releases a new song in 2012, and it's called, I Knew You Were Trouble. And she released it in October of 2012. October of 2012. Meanwhile, she starts dating Harry Styles. Then... They of One Direction, so he was like mega famous at the time, and he still is. Who am I kidding? Also, he's very hot. Also, if you're ever listening to this, hi Harry. Um, so she starts dating him in October. So she releases the song "I Knew You Were Trouble" in October. Starts dating Harry in October. The song reaches number one in November. They go on a vacation in January of two thousand and thirteen to an island where they break up and she has to sail on a boat back to the mainland by herself it's actually a fucking hilarious picture i'll put it up on the instagram it's so funny um because she's just sitting on a boat looking like very sad with like her hands folded in her lap and she 's just like all alone but that happened in January two thousand and thirteen that they that they broke up but then this bitch claims that the song is about him and that it's about their breakup because like vanity fair like asked her like um like is it awkward to sing the song knowing that like in front of him like at award shows and stuff and she was like no it's not it's like really empowering to sing the song about someone who like broke your heart like right in front of them so this bitch lied to Vanity Fair and like played along with the narrative that this song that reached number one in the charts while she was still dating Harry is somehow about their breakup even though it was released before their breakup and she said that she wrote it in January of 2012 which was three months before they met but somehow it's about him and so then he's the villain like she knows how dangerous it is to say like to admit to her fans like oh this is about a certain person because in like I said in hordes they'll go after them and like talk shit about them on the internet and like tear them down and like comment on all their stuff that they're a terrible person but like she lied in order to play this victim narrative so she like doesn't care that harry might get hurt in it she was like oh yeah that helps me be the victim like i'm upset about the breakup and that like makes sense that the song's about him so i'm just gonna go along with it and say yeah it's about him bitch like (laughs) so you lied in order to play the victim so that people would like you and hate him what the fuck and then a month later after they broke up It was the Grammys, and she performed, and she played her song, We Are Never Getting Back Together, and Harry was, like, in the audience, so, like, the camera kept, like, panning to him, and during her performance, there's, like, a little, in the song, there's, like, a little part where she talks, and she's, like, he calls me, and he's still, like, I love you, and during that part, like, the I love you part, she says it in a British accent, so that everyone can assume that it's about Harry. And like all the cameras in the audience are like pointed at Harry. And he's just like there to be with his band and like accept awards and shit. And she's, like, embarrassing him not only in front of everyone in attendance of the Grammys, but everyone at home who's watching the Grammys, and then everyone who gets to see a replay on every fucking news network about the Grammys. Even though the song, We Are Never Getting Back Together, was literally written before (laughs) they broke up. So once again, it's not even about him, but she decided to play into the narrative that she's a victim of their breakup and that everyone in the world should hate him. And, like, people started to turn on him, which affects his whole career because he's a pop musician (laughs) like if fans start to turn on him and they have to choose between I mean like fans when I say fans I mean like children because like only children would take sides and shit like this but like yeah like she's just it's like so dangerous that she would play this narrative because it could literally like ruin someone's life and she's literally lying just to be the victim of it it's so crazy like when I was researching this I was like getting even now I'm like that is, like, one of the most psychotic things I've ever heard, and I know we all think of Taylor as always being, like, 18 and sweet, but, like, at this time, she was, like, in her 20s, like, she's a grown adult now, like, she's grown, I know that she always plays the, like, act of that she's, like, still, like, 18 and, like, sweet and, like, country, but, like, no, like, she was a grown adult sticking millions of people on (laughs) this poor guy who was just in a four-month relationship that didn't work out. It was, it's like so crazy and dangerous. Like, I just, it just like blows my mind. And then, um, then a few months later, after that, she s- accepted an MTV award and she says, I just want to thank the person who the song's about, because now I got one of these, and she, like, holds it up, like, her, like, award, and then everyone in the audience, like, turns and stares at Harry, and, like, all the cameras, like, pan to Harry, and he's just sitting there, like, uncomfortable, like, yo, I dated this girl for four months after her album was written, like, none of these songs are about me, but she's just, like, lying to all of y'all, so that you guys will just, like, hate me, like, <laughs> it's so awkward, Like, can you imagine just trying to, like, go to... Because, like, going to award shows is technically, like, his job. Like, he's in a band. He has to go to these award shows. So he's just, like, trying to go to work. And his ex-girlfriend of, like, four months is, like, telling everyone in Hollywood, like, what a piece of shit person he is. And that she's, like, not only the victim, but, like, a rebuilt woman because of it. So everyone's, like, cheering her on is that not like the craziest fucking shit you've ever heard um and like these are in front of like music executives like huge celebrities and he just has to sit there and be like okay cool i dated you for four months none of these songs are about me but like why are you trying to ruin my life it's just y'all it's just like literally so crazy i like that's so crazy um and then, like, after they broke up, too, she tweeted, like, a few days after their breakup. She was like, uh-oh, headed back to the studio. So then everyone was like, oh, her next album's all gonna, like, be about Harry. And it was! Back, like, to the next album. Um, So in 2014, 1989 is released, her album 1989, which, by the by, this bitch trademarked 1989. Like, she trademarked the whole year. So, if anybody, like, on Etsy is trying to use it in any similarity to her, she can sue them. And by the by, by the by, this bitch loves suing people on Etsy. She loves suing people on Etsy. She literally sues her fans on Etsy all the time for just like making art that's like about her music. She'll literally sue them. Like, what kind of psycho bitch? She has millions upon millions of dollars and these people are just fans of her and like so they make art out of music that inspired them and then imagine getting sued by the person you love when you're just like this like artist in iowa (laughs) trying to just make art because you love taylor swift and then she sues you even though you have like no money and she has like millions of dollars can you imagine (laughs) she's so fucking crazy um. so yeah she trademarked the whole ass year 1989 because apparently no one else was born in 1989 only Taylor Um. but back to the album this bitch writes not one not two but three whole ass songs three whole ass entire songs about hairstyles and their fucking four month relationship and this bitch has the audacity to call one of them style she literally calls one of the (laughs) songs style like no hidden meaning there we all know it's about harry like what the fuck and um and then like a a reporter asked her about it and they're like so the song style is obviously about harry styles and she's like i can't confirm or deny that but i wish i had titled it i'm not even sorry at this point this bitch is like 25. I swear to god. <laughs> She's like 25. She dated this guy for 4 months, but she saw how much the media loved their breakup, and so she changed the whole narrative, made herself a huge victim, and is like trying to ruin his life like a whole 2 ass years later that they when they broke up. Like what? <laughs> That's so crazy you guys <laughs> is that not just like the craziest shit you've ever heard at this point it's mid-2014 they dated for the few months at the end of 2012 and she's still being like i wish i had titled that song i'm not even sorry girl <laughs> what the hell? You guys didn't even date for a full year. You had like a quick fling. It didn't work out. Like, okay, drop it. And like, once again, Harry did not agree to this fucking two year long narrative about their four month old relationship. He did not agree to spend the rest of his life having to talk about his breakup with Taylor Swift, back in 2012 but since she made herself such the big victim and she made such a big deal of it and how she made a whole ass album about him now he literally has to spend like the rest of his life talking about Taylor Swift like that's w- <laughs> uh. so anyways that's the whole Harry Styles thing but let's go back to 2013 when she starts also showing her mean side So, it's the Golden Globes, and everyone, I know everyone has seen this gif of her face. She lost to Adele for the best original song in a motion picture, and, like, hello, to even be in the same category as Adele is probably such a compliment. I mean, Adele's, like, an amazing singer, and this bitch, like, lost, because, like, Back in the day, like, Taylor, anytime that she was nominated for an award, she win. She, like, never lost an award. So she finally loses an award, and she loses it to Adele, like, one of the best singers of our generation. And this, and the camera, like, pans to her. This bitch is so fucking petty and immature, she wouldn't even clap or smile. She just sat there with resting bitch face. She, like, refused to clap just because she lost an award to another amazing singer, And remember, this is a bitch that's all about women supporting... Oh, actually, we'll get to there. In the same fucking show, so she won't even clap or smile for Adele because she lost an award. But then at that same goddamn show, the hosts were Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. And they joked about how Taylor just needed to stay single for a while. Because, like, at that time, she was known for being, like, a serial dater. Because she, like, dated a ton of... not a ton of men, but she dated, like, a decent amount of famous men. So they just, like, made a slight joke about how she needed to stay single for a while. And then Vanity Fair asked her about it, and she responded with this quote. There's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. So there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women because these two women made a very lighthearted joke about you, but you can't even clap for Adele when she wins an award over you? Doesn't that make you hypocrite doesn't that mean there's a special place in hell for you because you wouldn't even clap for Adele but god forbid anybody two comedians make a light-hearted joke about you Ugh. also might I add that in 2012 she did an interview where she was asked if she was a feminist and she said no because she doesn't think that women are better than men she believes that men and women are equal and they can both do whatever they want which literally is the definition of feminism (laughs) is that men and women are equal. Feminism doesn't mean women are better than men. It literally means that they're equal. So in 2012, she said that she was not a feminist, but then when feminism becomes cool, and like relevant and it's cool to call yourself a t- feminist in 2014 she makes her whole fucking brand about it her whole fucking brand because like I'm sure the Taylor Swift that you think about now you're like oh this feminist bitch yeah well guess what in 2012 she was like nah that's not me son and then in 2014 when it's fucking cool and she can make money off of it she's like oh I'm the world's biggest feminist look at my girl squad I love supporting other women and and like uses it whenever she can be a victim in a situation too and say like that's sexist everything that you're doing is sexist so she only uses feminism when it can make her money and when it can make her a victim but then when it's actually important and like it actually matters and we need someone with a huge platform to speak out for us like I don't know um during the women's march after Trump won this bitch is silent and nowhere to be found so when it's actually important and we need you to be a feminist, you're nowhere. But then when it can make you money and it can make you a victim, it's your whole brand. Fuck off. We don't even want you to be a feminist. Go away. <laughs> um. So that's just like really shitty. I mean, that's like just such a shitty thing to do is to be like, oh, I'm the biggest feminist. Here's my girl squad. Oh, but like now women need to support each other, and I have a, the, one of the biggest platforms in the world. No, I'm just going to stay in my apartment and not say anything. You know what, bitch? <laughs> we don't need your mayonnaise ass. Okay, cool. So let's go forward to September 9th, 2014, the day that Katy Perry tweeted out, Watch out for the Regina George in sheep's clothing obviously this is a reference to mean girls because the head bitch in mean girls is named regina george so she's saying watch out for the mean girl that looks like she's a sheep and then people were like speculating like could this be about taylor swift and i feel like this was like when the world got like the first taste of like wait is taylor swift not a good person because even through the whole harry thing the world was like rooting for her and was like fuck yeah like fuck yeah Taylor Swift fuck Harry Styles he's trash like how dare he break your heart so like up until this point like everyone wanted to believe that she was like this good person and then when Katy Perry tweeted that out because once again I mean I know I've talked about Katy Perry but like this is when Katy Perry was like relevant and like a good person I still think Katy Perry's a good person I just think that she's fallen off her rocker and like really lost her brand and she's just embarrassing herself because she's a tryhard. but like do I think she's a bad person no not at all am I like hoping that she can come back and be good again absolutely do I think Taylor Swift is a bad person through and through 100 percent? so this is the first time that people are like wait shit is this about Taylor Swift is she like not a good person because like people like knew Katy Perry was a good person so then they were like wait a second And, I mean, Katy Perry confirmed it, as I said, like, last year, that it was about backup dancers. But if you were on Tumblr at the time, you already know it was about backup dancers. Because we already got the tea back after Katy Perry tweeted it, that it was about backup dancers. So the whole fight, the whole feud that has lasted literally years, was because Katy Perry had these backup dancers for a long time. She was really good friends with them. She wasn't on tour. So... Taylor Swift hired them, and they asked Katy Perry, like, is it okay if we go on tour with her? And she was like, yeah, go live your life. Like, go enjoy your career. Then Katy Perry decides to go on tour, like, months later and says, like, hey, just make sure you guys put in your 30 days notice if you want to go on tour with me because um, I'll be going on tour soon. And so they try to put in their 30 day notice, and Taylor won't let them, and then she just fires them on the spot. So she just fires these people who need work because she's pissed that Katy Perry, like, wants her original dancers back. Which is just so dramatic. And also, like, how dare you fire people that, like, rely on you for money when they give her, like, giving you a 30-day notice? Like, I mean, tours aren't that long. Like, I I think Katy Perry said, like, the tour would have been over by then. But she just wanted them to, like, get up a heads up. So, like, Taylor, instead of just, like, letting them work out their last 30 days... Taylor Swift just, like, fired them. And so these people were, like, out of a job. So then, a month later, um, 1989 is released. And there's a song on the album called Bad Blood. And Taylor Swift basically confirmed it was about Katy Perry. Because, um, she told, like, an interviewer that the song is about a woman who try like try to sabotage her career over a business move and so everyone was like okay it's about Katy perry and it's about these goddamn backup dancers and so then Katy perry tweeted out like um isn't it because like in the music video for 1989 it's taylor swift with her like girl squad and she's like going to go like destroy a woman who like who's played by selena gomez but selena gomez is meant to look like Katy perry and they like pretty much like destroy her and so then Katy perry was like um isn't it ironic to like write a whole ass song about female support while like literally assembling a girl squad army to take down another woman and so then everyone was like wait yeah fuck off taylor swift like you wrote this whole song called bad blood and it's about like how women should support each other and your whole brand is about feminism but then you make this whole video about like the takedown of one woman and so then this bitch tries to backpedal fucking hard as if like she's on the tour de france but backwards so she then she goes because then people are like yeah wait fuck you taylor you seem like you are regina george in sheep's clothing so then she goes and runs to gq and was like oh no it's not about a woman it's about a past relationship with a guy but like we're on good terms now and like i don't want to fuck up our friendship so i just like Panicked and said it was about a woman and about a business move and how she tried to sabotage a whole tour or arena tour. Like, hello. <laughs> so now you're just lying to everyone because people are realizing like you're the one that was like wrong in the situation and instead of just like admitting it or like just still going with it and being like yeah fuck katie perry now you're just gonna lie to all of your fans <laughs> and be like oh no why would you guys ever think it was about katie perry it's about a past relationship with a guy even though you literally said it's about a woman who tried to sabotage your arena tour girl so is it about katie perry or did you just see that narrative and like go with it because you realize it made you the victim which (laughs) hello girl you've got to stop twisting these narratives like you're caught you got caught flat out lying you got caught like red-handed you lied so like why do you think it's better to make up another lie like it doesn't make sense to me like if you want it to be about Katy Perry because you know it'll make you money because people will be interested, then just stick with that. Just stick with being a shady bitch instead of being like, oh, no, I just, like, made that whole thing up. Like, it's not about her because, like, well, bitch, too late because now people either hate Katy Perry because of you or, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, like I said, it's, like, dangerous when you have, like, millions of people that do anything you say to just, like, make up this fake story about how... Katy Perry like ruined your life and so then all these people like will hate her and then to be and then when she calls you out on it and being like okay but you're just like being like a hypocrite in your own song then to backpedal so hard and be like oh no oh I just made that up it's about a guy like that's so manipulative and like oh it just doesn't sit well with me like that's just so dangerous and like manipulative like that's just so crazy to me like that she flat out like lied to everyone and it was like so obvious that she was lying to everyone just so that she could keep up with like the victim mentality and like the sweet girl mentality it's so crazy um and so then whatever it turns to 2015 and Nicki Minaj's anaconda video was not nominated for an MTV um, video music award. And she tweeted like that the only people that were nominated were videos that were because it was like video of the year. So um, she's tweeted. Nicki Minaj tweeted like the only videos that were nominated were the ones that celebrated thin white girls. And somehow Richie McVictim thought like, Nicki Minaj was shading her, so she tweeted back, like, it's not like you to pit women against each other. Maybe one of the men took your slot. Like, bitch, are you kidding me? Nicki Minaj, once again, going back to the the music video awards with Beyonce and what Kanye West was saying, Nicki Minaj was saying the same thing, saying, like, Our videos aren't winning, our videos aren't being nominated because, like, we're black and there's, like, racism, like, that runs rampant in these award shows because people just want to see, like, the thin white girl win, and she wasn't shading you, she was literally shading MTV, and she was shading all award shows, just like Kanye West, he wasn't saying that Taylor sucked and she didn't deserve it, he was saying, like, Beyonce deserved it more, however, since she's black, she's not gonna win, and that's fucked up, but, like, poor taylor she can never be a victim of racism so she can't play into that narrative so she like literally doesn't fucking understand that like girl this isn't about you this is like a bigger thing that's actually happening to these people and they're trying to speak up against it so like stop making it about you when it's literally not about you and so she tweeted back that whole like well maybe one of the men took your slot and that's like the bitchiest fucking thing and to like say like and then turns Nicki Minaj into the villain because it's like um saying that Nicki Minaj doesn't support other women and makes Taylor the victim like this bitch will fucking die on a cross of racism in order to play the victim when it has nothing to do with her and then um so like Nicki Minaj basically had to teach this, like, petty-ass mayonnaise packet disguised as a pop star that she ain't the fucking victim, and this is about racism, and she has no right to speak on it because she's not a victim of it, she'll never understand it, and she's actually getting awarded for the racism that runs rampant in these award shows. She's getting the awards even when she doesn't deserve them, just because she's, um, perceived as, like, sweet, innocent, blonde, country, like, white girl, so she's winning off of the racism that's putting all these other musicians down but since this bitch has to make everything about her and she can never be a victim of racism she still has to make it a victim about feminism even though she said just three years prior to this that she wasn't a feminist are y'all keeping up with me (laughs) this is a lot i feel like i'm talking fast because i just think that it's so crazy that like people are still fans of her and they like literally like refuse to acknowledge any of this even though it's like right in their face like it just shows you like how easily people like are manipulated like by images that are produced like Taylor Swift has an image that she's a feminist that she is innocent and that she's, like, supportive of everyone, but then there's literally evidence in every situation that she's in that shows the exact opposite, and that she's only using those images in order to make herself money off of these, like, her fans' hard-earned money, so she's lying to all of her fans and manipulating all of them in order to get money off of, like, images that she's not about like she's not about feminism she's not about supporting everyone she's like not super sweet and innocent but she like puts that out there in order to like get rich off of like these fans and it's like so shitty and then anytime that anybody tries to criticize her or criticize anything she's a part of she has to make it a whole ordeal so that It'll take the attention off of her and make these people out to be the villains. Like, Nicki Minaj, poor fucking Nicki Minaj, is just trying to tweet about how, like, racism is alive and well in the music industry. And then Taylor Swift has to, like, scream, like wolf and that she's like a victim of Nicki Minaj hating women. And so then all these people will turn their back on Nicki Minaj and be like you're not a feminist or like you hate supporting other women. When that's like literally besides the point and now the point of racism is like buried underneath of Taylor being a victim and so then it won't come to the surface again just like in 2009 when Kanye West was trying to tell all y'all listen this industry's fucking racist. But instead, no one listened to him cuz All anybody did was, like, console poor Taylor Swift, who, like, literally wasn't a victim of anything other than being interrupted. (laughs) Y'all! Can y'all believe this shit? Like, literally, can y'all believe this shit? Like, I feel like I'm losing my damn mind when I try to tell people about this. And, like, having all the evidence, like, put into, like, one... Um, like word document just like blows my fucking mind. Like seeing it all together because, like, yeah, I hate Taylor Swift, and like, yeah, I can like throw out points when like people ask me about it of like why I think she's like crazy and manipulative. But then like people usually just like laugh it off, or like we'll talk about next week, um, or the next episode, not next week, but the next episode that like people's hatred for Kim like overruns people's hatred for Taylor Swift, and so then they'll just like laugh it off and be like well Kim sucks and we'll talk about that next week because I'll get in on that but like literally all the evidence you need is like in front of your face and it just doesn't make sense to me that people like still buy tickets to her show and like will sell out arenas when this woman is like using feminism to make money but then not there when people like literally need her to stand up on her platform and like praise feminism and that this woman is like burying black musicians who are trying to bring attention about the racism in award shows but she'll bury it under the fact that she's a victim of them not supporting her so then no one brings light to the racism like issues even though she as a white performer has a huge platform and she could have just has like easily been like you know what Nikki you're right like let's bring attention to this instead she had to be like well maybe one of the men took your spot because you're not supporting me so then like the whole racism issue just gets like left behind and no one will bring attention to it but this white bitch has a platform to easily change it because she could just speak out on her own but instead she just has to keep playing the victim Just so that she can make money off of you guys. That's all it is. Like, you know when you watch those, like, like, the movie Josie and the Pussycats, and how, like, the music executives are, like, literally brainwashing kids in order to, like, make money off of them? That's, like, literally to a T of, like, what Taylor Swift is doing. She's, like, literally ruining people's lives and careers in order to just stay as this, like, white, blonde, holy angel in order to manipulate you, brainwash you, and make money off of you. And I know it's, like, doesn't sound like it's that deep, but it's so crazy because, to this day, she has sold out arena shows. Even though, like, this, today in 2018, everyone's, like, fucking woke and everyone's, like, feminism's super important and, like, having, like, white privilege and, like, bringing light to, like, racism issues are, like, super important. And yet, people still buy tickets to her show, even though she, like, really will destroy anybody who tries to bring up those issues against her. It just, it just, like, blows my mind that people still support her. And, like, don't get me wrong, I, like, think that she's a talented musician. I like her songs. I think most of her songs are fucking bop. Um, and, like, I'll still listen to her from time to time, but, like, I just wish people would like see the bigger picture of like how she and I know I keep saying this word about like how she's manipulating you like I just wish that people would stop being like poor Taylor Swift like she's like this innocent blonde bitch and see like the bigger picture of like no she's literally twisting everything in order for it to play out her way and like in the really like it's a reach but like in the even bigger picture it just shows you like yeah like what racism truly is like because like white people can get away with anything and like twist their own narrative in order to play like the hero in any situation and it works and it's just and like to this day i mean don't get me wrong i do not fuck with kanye west right now but to this day kanye west is still a villain to everyone because he interrupted a girl when he was just trying to bring light to racism. It just, it just like in the grand scheme of things, like it's just such an example of like white privilege and this bitch is making money off of it. Like it's nobody's business and it's just unsettling. Um, so sorry, this like episodes, like probably not that funny, but like it just is so gross. It's just so gross that like this person is still so uber rich and so su- uber famous. It's just, it, It's so gross. It, like, puts such a bad taste in my mouth. But in part two, it will start off. Don't you worry. It will start off in 2016, right after Kanye West released his infamous song called Famous. So I will see you guys in part two. I hope you guys sleep on what I told you tonight. And maybe, and I'm not telling you not to listen to her, but maybe just have, like, a better perspective on, like, who she is as a person. Um, And then, yeah, tomorrow we will talk more about feminism and about the whole Kim and Kanye scandal. So I will see you guys for part two and have a good night.